What is up? What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt. And did you watch UFC London? Holy fucking shit. That thing was insane. And we're going to be talking all about it today. Um, Tons of stoppages. I mean, this card was just, it was amazing top to bottom. The London fans were electric. Um, It was awesome. So, we're going to drink our beer. I'll introduce it in a second, then we'll jump right into the fights. Today's beer is Big Wave Golden Ale. Found it at the local liquor shop. Oh, this shit's on there, on there. Ho! Oh. Halsey! I anticipate this shit being golden, as it looks like it is. Man, that kind of hurt my hand. Whoops. Yeah, so you know how it is. We test it, we give it a score, and we tell you all about her. Man, fucking hand hurts. Kona Brewing Company. Um, don't try so hard with sealing your shit. I promise you, it's not that big of a deal. Here we go. That's pretty fucking good. Wow. That's really fucking good. Wow. I've had some fucking banging beers on this show the last couple times. Um, except for the Guinness from my St. Patty's episode. What's the percent on this bad, motherfucker? Sorry, I'm taking so long. Doesn't look like it says. 4.4. No wonder it's so good. (laughs) No wonder. Alright. Yeah, that's a... uh, Man, that's really good. Um, We'll give her an 8.7. And... Yeah... Wow, that's a really good fucking beer. Again, that's Big Wave Gold Nail by the Kona Brewing Company. It's liquid aloha, baby. All right. Yeah, I love this card so much. So many stoppages, first round stoppages especially. Um, so we'll start our blood talk off now. Uh, first fight, it was Muhammad... M- Goodness. Muhammad Makayev versus Cody Durden. Uh, Makayev's the youngest fighter on the UFC roster right now, youngest on the card, of course. He walks away with a first-round submission. He rocked Durden a little bit, jumped into a guillotine, and then just finishes him off quick as hell. I think it was under a minute. They said it was the second-fastest uh, finish in the featherweight division ever, so that was that was pretty awesome. And this kid, he's got a lot of potential. I think he's undefeated right now, and he says he wants to be the youngest UFC champ ever beat John Jones' record, which I think he was 21 when he took the belt. So, got a ways to go, but talk like that, fight like that, you're getting there. 
So that was, like I said, that was a banger. And then we go on to, uh, this was this fight was just a war. Jack Shore versus Tamir Valiev. Um, Jack Shore goes out there, and he's, his striking looks like it's been tuned up. Um, his wrestling is on point. Tamir walked away with the second round, no doubt. But um, Jack Shore goes into that third round. His corner tells him, you might be up 2-0, but we'll treat it 1-1. He goes out there so dominant, all three judges. Um, I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was just one judge. No, I'm pretty sure all three gave him uh, gave Jack Shore a 10-8 round in that round three. He put it on Tamir. He looked dominant. Um, he stays undefeated. Tamir was undefeated in the UFC coming in. So that was that was awesome. Unanimous decision victory for Jack Shore. And um, both he and Mikhaev were kind of hometown fighters. Mikhaev is uh, from, I, I want to say he's from Britain, but I'm not sure. I know that he's got some Russian Dagestani roots, they said. Um, Jack Shore, he's Welsh, and he's just so well-rounded. He's going to be a problem in the welterweight division. And then Paul Berju Craig versus Nikita Krylov, Krulov. Um, real early, Paul Craig tries to like pull him into his guard, Krulov. He doesn't go for it. He gets top control, starts raining ground and pound. I mean, absolutely wailing on the guy. And then um, Paul Craig, he looked like he went out for a second, and then one punch looked like it knocked him out. The next punch looked like it woke him back up. Nikita Krulov, Krulov is just dominating him from the top position for the first three and a half minutes of the fight. Um, and then Paul Craig does what Paul Craig does. He throws up his patented triangle choke, puts him out, gets the tap in the first round with about a minute to go in it. Um, just absolutely insane. This guy's ground game, especially at that weight class at 205, is insane. Um, he can be a problem for a lot of fighters. Because if you don't have absolutely fantastic submission defense, you're going to get tapped by Paul Craig. He did it to Ankalive. He did it to Jamal Hill. He's done it to Krylov. Um, I think he's got six submissions at light heavyweight. So the only person with more than him is Glover Teixeira. Move him on up the rankings. I want to see him fight top five. Uh, maybe him versus Anthony Smith. That would be a fun jiu-jitsu matchup. Or... Put him up against Rockich. Give give him uh give him Rockich. Paul Bergie, Craig versus Rockich. That would be a hell of a fight. And I love how he paints his face with the Scottish flag each time. Just an absolute warrior. Um but yeah. And then another another quickie. We had let me make sure I got this guy's name right. Like I said, I watch a ton of shit, so some of these names I don't remember how they're pronounced. Um, Abdurakhmanov, he took on Sergey Pavlovich. And like I said, another quickie. Ends in round one. Pavlovich, he just he's got so much power, throws punches and bunches. He um he goes out there and he's wailing on uh, Abdurakhmanov, and then he uh he, you know, they're exchanging. Nobody goes down. Most beautiful straight right from a heavyweight I've ever seen. It wasn't a looping hook. It wasn't an overhand. It was just a straight right, like from a down position, right up into the guy's face, knocks him down, 
and he's pretty much out. He finishes him off with the ground and pound. Pavlovich takes away the victory round one. Might seem like we're running through this kind of quick. Um, that's because this card was quick as shit, and it was fucking awesome, action-packed. I mean, the fans in London were going absolutely nuts. And then we had uh, Mike Grundy versus Makwan Amir Khani. This one, just like the rest, another another fucking quick fight. Grundy shoots a takedown real real early, and he lands right in Amir Khani's uh, arm triangle, and he gets tapped pretty quickly after Amir Khani gets that leg locked up with his other with his legs. Um, the choke was so tight. He put him out cold. Um, it was beautiful. Head and arm triangle. Nasty choke. It would suck to get hit by it. Got a lot of foam. Got a lot of foam on that one. All right. Moving on to our main card. We, we'll start it off. We had Ilya Topuria versus Jai Herbert. Round one, Jai Herbert is absolutely kicking Topuria's ass. Rocks him. Looked like he was about to put him out. Topuria comes back, gets the takedown. But Herbert stands back up, which I wouldn't expect in round one while they're dry and while Topuria is fresh. Um, but he stands back up. Herbert continues to pick him apart from the outside, landing big power shots. Um, and then he just he didn't get to get the finish in round one. Round two, Jai comes out and he's still kind of picking him apart out of nowhere. Um, Tapuria has this flurry, doesn't land anything except a straight right in it, and it absolutely folds Jai Herbert, puts him out cold, um, and Tapuria gets the win. Topuria calls out Patty the Batty on the on the mic, um, and I don't know, I don't know if he's there yet. Um, he's undefeated, and he's a, he's a definite prospect. But getting rocked by Jai Herbert like that, he's no slouch. Don't get me wrong, but I just gotta show me more, bud. Um, Patty the Batty though, he he looked great. We'll get into his in a little bit. But Tapuria, it was kind of like a lucky strike type of thing because it seemed like Herbert's night until it wasn't. All right, this next fight, it is a knockout of the year candidate. What is going on with my hat? No wonder it looked so fucking weird to me. I was like, There's something missing here. That's what it was. All right, yes, knockout of the year candidate. Molly McCann versus Luana Carolina. Um... McCann's kind of putting it on her for the first two rounds. Round three, uh, more of the same. And then Molly McCann, she set it up perfectly, had her hips turned completely sideways, and her shoulders were going that way. Spinning back fist, spinning elbow type of thing. Just out cold. Luana stiffens, falls to the floor. It was amazing. Um, those kind of knockouts, you, you definitely don't see a lot in women's MMA, but... With it being Molly McCann's hometown fight, how amped she was after. After the fight, she took Dana White's seat. She's chugging Howler head in the stands. Um, she was just lit as hell. Definitely a knockout of the year contender. Um, this card was just, it was so fucking good.
And then moving on, Gunnar Nelson took on, uh, I think his name's Takashi Soto, Sato. And for all three rounds, he absolutely dominated him. That's my watch telling me it's another hour pass, sorry. Absolutely dominated him for all three rounds. Gunnar Nelson, I think he's a welterweight too. Another problem people are going to have to deal with, his ground game is insane. He's got good ground and pound, great submissions, uh, just a phenom. He's this bald-looking dude would not be scary if you saw him on the street, but man, in the octagon, he will fuck you up. He'll take you down and make you miserable for three rounds. 30-26, all three judges. Way to get the hometown victory, Gunner. Out of breath, I'm talking so fucking much. And then we're on to the big three now. The the big three everybody was looking forward to. They're all the big MMA fans, I imagine. First, Patty the Batty Pimblet. He goes up against Kazula Rodrigo Vargas. Um, Kazula rocks him early. He he really rocks him. He Patty shoots a takedown real sloppy, and then Kazula starts landing ground and pound. And goes into Patty's guard. Uh, Patty gets some butterfly hooks, gets up eventually, and then hits this absolutely sick judo throw. I mean, just just about flips him all the way over his hip slash shoulder type of thing. It was it was awesome. He uh, Kazula gives up his back fairly quickly, and Patty starts to lock in a rear naked choke. As he's doing it, uh, Kazula's corner is telling him to fight the hands, and Patty's yelling, he's grabbing my gloves, and the ref makes him stop. As soon as he stops grabbing the gloves, Patty gets the finish with the rear naked. It was just absolutely insane, especially how much these London fans love Patty the Batty Pimblet. It's beautiful. I mean, he comes out there, and you know the whoa, or... I can't even think of the fucking the anthem right now. But they're, whoa, Patty the Batty, or something like that. Um, yeah, they were just so amped. They love him over there. He, he gets the crowd going, and then afterwards he gets on the mic. They say, you know, you got anyone to call out? Because Tapuria called him out earlier in the card. He said, listen, man. Lions don't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. And that's absolute... Oh, goodness freaking gracious. The burpaderps. Absolutely friggin' correct, though. Um, lions do not concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Patty the Batty is the next big thing in the UFC. He he can take a punch. He can... He just... he's got, He's got it everywhere. The stand-up, he's exciting. He's aggressive. He's got it on the mic. He, he just he's he's that dude. He's he's got that personality. You feel like something big is happening when you watch him fight, and how much the fans love him. It was just it had me so amped watching that fight. I love it. And then after he gets that finish, Molly McCann shit faced comes in the octagon, jumps up on the cage with him. I mean, everyone was just so fucking pumped for it. So Patty the Batty. Here to stay for a while, um, making that championship push. And he's only 26 or 27 years old. This dude is legit. So next time, put him in Wimbledon or Wembley or whatever the fuck the stadiums are over there and let him sell that shit out because they love him over there. And this dude is that dude. Called out Mark Zuckerberg, too, for taking down his Instagram account. I think is who he said. 
All right, moving on. We had uh, another fucking banger, another quickie, Arnold Allen, Dan Hooker. Um, it was fucking awesome to watch. Um, they come out immediately, start trading bombs, just nonstop action. Weight cut looks like it's not good for Hooker. He just doesn't seem to have the same energy, doesn't have the same snap on his punches, that or he's just lost it. But they're both just swinging. Um, Arnold Allen rocks Hooker. Hooker comes back, drops Allen. Allen comes straight back, starts wailing on him, and just doesn't stop. He starts really rocking Hooker. hits him with a hard right, hard head kick. Gets him up against the cage and just starts unloading. Ref stops it in the first round. It was a good stoppage. Hooker was pissed, but, I mean, when you show up like that, this ain't boxing. They're not going to let you fight till you die. This is a... I don't know. It was fucking awesome. So, just such a fun fight. I just don't think the weight cut's good for Hooker. Hooker seems to be perfect in that bottom half of the top 10 for the lightweight division, which sucks because you want to see the guy get a title or at least fight for a title. He's fought fucking everybody and gone to war with everybody but not to take anything away from Arnold Allen that dude is a fucking fighter wow fucking fighter dude just wow all I got to say about it yeah um and then we move on to the main event of the evening Tom Aspinall versus Alexander Volkov. There was some worry coming into this fight that Volkov wouldn't even be able to fight because of uh, political protests or some other bullshit. He made it, um, goes out there, and Aspinall, people were saying, I was saying the range was going to be a problem, um, and the experience of Volkov. Aspinall goes out there, electric, just throwing combos and bo boxing combos, he gets the takedown. He's landing some ground and pound. Volkov gets back up. Aspinall starts landing some heavy shots again. Um, Volkov just really can't find his mark. Aspinall gets another takedown. Puts him in a straight arm bar. So that's not the one where you have your legs over their chest or legs wrapped around him. It's He's like in full mount almost and twists his arm back and up. Kind of like a straight Kimura almost. Fucking disgusting. Um, gets him to tap. You saw the elbow pop. I mean, Tom Aspinall is the real fucking deal. Real deal. Um, this guy, he's got the boxing. He, his dad was one of the first jujitsu black belts in uh, in England. So there's just there's so much to love about this guy. And then he gets on the mic and he says, "Hey, tie to Avasa," you know. It's not just Australia that chugs beers. We do too, and I'd love to throw down with you. And that's who I was hoping he was going to call out coming into this because if he got the victory, I was thinking who would be a fun fight for him. And it's tied to Avasa. Um, it's speed and power versus absolute power. It's technique versus just strength. And tied to Avasa's got good technique and everything. It's just Tom Aspinall is like... He's, he's really fucking good. Really, really fucking good. I don't know. 
it was just such an amazing card. Such a great call out by Aspinall. Great coming out party for him. And then it just, it, it really, I I can't explain how great the card was. Go watch it on ESPN Plus if you get the chance. If you if you missed it, because the fans made this card. Um, all the fighters were so pumped up going into it. That's why there are so many first round finishes. I mean, I think there were only two second or third round finishes. There might have only been one third round and no second. Actually, um, it was it was just absolutely amazing. So. Fucking UFC putting on great cards that you couldn't have done better matchmaking than that. You you really couldn't have. So I appreciate you if you've been sticking around this whole time. I'm just gonna see if there's any other MMA news that's uh, popped off since we since we started this. Anything spectacular going on? Yeah, uh, two of Asa versus Aspinall. That'd be a great fight. Let's see. Uh, a lot of UFC London stuff, UFC London, UFC London. <sighs> Dana White says he is open to a return from Greg Hardy if uh, if he's successful outside of the UFC. So that'd be cool because Greg Hardy could probably go to another promotion and get a shit ton of knockouts. Uh, Ngannou's knee surgery. Yeah, it was successful. That's awesome. And then, oh, Nate Diaz. He wants to fight on Bellator Hawaii. It's not going to happen. He just spews some shit sometimes because his friend's on the fight. Rob Bont versus Cheeto Vera has been booked for a main event. Um, Darren Till, he's calling out Uriah Hall. That'd be a fun matchup if Uriah Hall shows up because dude is a striker. Till is a striker. Both are kind of patient, so that'd be a fun matchup. And then, oh, Conor McGregor's calling out. Uh, Kamaru Usman says that he wants to fight for the 170-pound strap when he gets back. He says that Usman, he's got good wrestling, but no submission threat, um, sloppy striking, a weird jab. He says that he would have no problem with them. Kamaru Usman shows or uh, has no danger for Connor. <laughs> I mean, if you sell like Connor can, you can lose as many fights in a row and still fucking fight for the title because he's selling more fight more pay per views and non title fights than anybody is even close. You can put three title fights on a card and you're not going to come close to selling what Connor's selling. So, you know why he's making business decisions when he's letting Connor fight for the strap when he when he says that that's something that Sorry, he says some that's something that uh that you know is a real possibility. Um Paolo Costa and Sean Strickland are talking shit to each other. That'd be a fun matchup. Sean Strickland would absolutely fuck him up because uh, Costa is just not going to be able to handle that kind of pace that Strickland has, the jab. Um, and Strickland's going to walk through all Costa's punches no matter how hard they are because the guy's a fucking psychopath and it's awesome. And then Kamara Usman's calling out Canelo Alvarez still. Got some spillage. 
Um, dumb call out. Your boxing's not there. He keeps saying nobody. Everybody says it can't happen till it happens. The best boxers in the world can't beat this dude. You're not going to knock him out. Dana White says this fight wouldn't even compare to Floyd and Connor, and he's right because Kamara is not near the star that Connor was. Canelo, while he's a huge boxing star, boxing has taken. Whoops! Boxing has taken a nosedive since, uh, actually, like, for the past 20 years. It's just been. But Mayweather was like, him and Pacquiao were the shining, the shining stars, and they're gone. Canelo just doesn't have the same star power that um, he had. Usman doesn't have the same star power that McGregor had. And he would get absolutely starched by Canelo. It would not even be close. Not even close. And I think that's all we have for you today. So I appreciate you tuning in. Um, oh, shit. I forgot Leon Edwards is fighting Kamaru Usman next. And it looks like UFC will be back in Abu Dhabi. So another international fight in October. So... That's what we got on the horizon. Tune in later this week. We'll uh, we'll break down whatever's going on next weekend, and also all the uh, all the other shit going on around the MMA community. I'm sure a lot of shit will roll out that uh, they didn't want to get buried under UFC London because, like I said, that card was fucking banging. And if you didn't watch it, you missed out. Go check it out on ESPN Plus. Fucking great. Next weekend, uh, I just just from the top of my head. I'm going to um, the UFC Columbus Blades vs. Dawkins. It's going to be a banger. Um, and then Demetrius Johnson and Rod Tang, they have a mixed rules fight. And uh, the guy that knocked out Johnson last time, Adrian Morales, he's fighting also on the same card. That's going to be one FC, so probably going to be aired on YouTube, I imagine. And um, probably free. It's going to be early as shit in the morning, and it will be great if it's anything like the last couple uh programs so go ahead and check it out i appreciate you tuning in i'm matt and this has been blood and beer i think we're on episode 16 or something cheers